0: To talk about the consult you just had
1: collegiate baseball player recently moved here is going to be resuming his uh junior season uh so his family moved here so he was back for break um and he was not thrilled with his collegiate strength and conditioning program knew he needed some additional eyes on you know, he was having some low back problems and and some other things. Knows he needs to work out, but, you know, found the website and wanted on some additional eyes on, you know, his, his progress and his situation. So he was a catcher junior and took him through some like a movement assessment, performance assessment. Um then a little bit of a like strength assessing, but didn't want to take him too far first day. I didn't know mm-hmm. too much about him. So he goes back to school on Friday. So he wanted a program to go back to school with. And I told him, I said, here, here here's what I'm thinking. Come in, do an assessment. Let's see where you're at. And then if your school is going to provide a strength and conditioning program in season, let's see if we need to make some, some tweaks or changes based on what we found and then we'll go from there. He was thinking like that we would just write his program. I didn't feel too comfortable with that because there was not really a good way to monitor that while he's in season. Mm-hmm. So like for collegiate athletes, your practice schedule is kind of set, but kind of not. And coaches can change change things like on a dime. So a two-hour practice can turn into a three-hour practice with conditioning. So it's, it, it would have been hard for me to stay on top of – the amount of stress he was getting from his workout program and from practice. So, so he comes in we walked through the assessment and a couple things that stood out, um, his low back was kind of in like an excessive amount of anterior pelvic tilt. So that basically means like, like, a like your low back has a little bit of an arch to it, but he mm-hmm. had Over a lot of arch. So what that means is it's going to put a lot of pressure in that area. So baseball is an extension rotation sport. So if you got a guy that's already in extension, he's gonna get a lot of repetition in more extension because every time you swing, every time you throw, he's a catcher also, he's coming up out of the crouch, you know, a hundred times a game. So that's something to consider. So as far as exercise selection, one of the things that we found was his team was doing a lot of like rear foot elevated squats with with a barbell on his back. So when you when you elevate the rear foot, it's going to tip him even further forward, putting a lot of stress on that low back. So I kind of made the recommendation, like, let's do front foot elevated. So instead of being tipped forward, that would kind of pitch him into like a little bit more of a neutral posture. Um, So we'll do front foot elevated split squat. And uh, so kind of of what we figured out through the session was kind of the best course of action would be once we found that out, that once he goes back to school, he's going to send me his program that they assigned to him. And if I think there's a couple little tweaks or changes that we need to make, that's probably the easiest way to go about it. But then, um, if we think we need like more of an overhaul, then we'll kind of go down that route. But I like to do things as, you know, like make it as easy on everybody Mm -hmm. as possible and come up with the right solution for each person, as opposed to as much as I'd love to have him as a client, I know deep down that I'm not going to be able to stay on top of his situation as intensely as it needs to be.
0: So that was kind of my recommendation. Did he say <laughs> what he didn't like about his current program or what they've been doing at school? Um, he kind of made it seem like
1: there was little guidance, and then it just was kind of like thrown together. Like, uh, he he seems to know the value of weight training. Um but yeah, he didn't have a clear message on why he thought he needed to do more. It, you know, speculating. I think because he did have like an injury, and the college setting is different than what I think you might expect. So we have a guy doing an internship right now who's a head athletic trainer at a high school, and he was kind of he was kind of shadowing me as I took uh, this guy through an evaluation, and I was pointing out some of the things that I saw during it. And then, you know, we just had a quick conversation. Here's what I would change. I wouldn't do this. I'd do more of that. Do some more core work, work his hip flexors, you know, make sure he's lengthening his hamstrings. Um, And those are all things that easy solutions you can fix right away. But in a collegiate setting, he would get handed his program and he would just be expected to follow it. So you get a situation like that, you get a hardworking kid. He starts really pushing himself. He's pushing those rear foot split squats. Next thing you know, his back's bothering him. Doesn't necessarily know why ends up in the training room. You got an athletic trainer who's very busy. They have all kinds of sports, all kinds of athletes. He might give him a quick assessment, um, you know, or give him some treatment to kind of like offset some of the pain. He's going to go right back into his sport, more extension, more rotation more of the same exercises that got him in there in the first place. And then he's going to end up right back in the training room. So like, you know, that was a conversation I had with, with Colin, the athletic trainer that was shadowing was like, if he had a plan so he doesn't end up back in the training room, it's going to be better for him Mm -hmm. or something that's specifically designed for his situation, even just tweaked, you know, could make a huge difference for a guy like that he's now all of a sudden he's injury free he's making gains you know all of a sudden his performance could spike it's getting more time in the field like little stuff like that so yeah
0: so what stood out other than him being uh in an extension say say that one more time what stood out from like the consultation other than his extension um
1: so this is a nice part about taking notes because like off the top of my head, it's not fresh. So it's all like in his uh, true coach. So we always, we do an active straight leg raise. So usually you want to see somebody get to 90 degrees separation between their two legs. He was like struggling at just past 45 degrees. Like you could see shaking, bending. Mm -hmm. So if if someone's going to sprint when they run, they're going to open, they're going to get separation between their two legs. And the more separation you can get, the more force you can then apply into the ground. So if someone's restricted with how high they can or how much they can separate their legs, the thought process being that they're not going to get the maximum force into the ground when they sprint. Um
0: were you saying ankles?
1: Yeah, his ankles. So, like, he, he looked like he had done some lifting, which he had. So, like, his squat was really good. Good control of, like, like his bend positions were really good. So everything around the hip was looked pretty solid. But you could see like when he would load, like his ankles would kinda like like his feet would spin out mm. and his, his his uh ankles would kinda pronate in a little bit. So you could tell that he was like losing a little bit of a little bit of force there. So yeah, leaking energy through the ankles. So yeah, giving him some some ankle work. Um like some of the tibialis stuff that we yeah. do and the ankle progressions and Yeah. So stuff like that can pay like huge dividends. And he was a pretty tall he was a taller guy. Um, another interesting concept. So we, we tested his broad jump, eight, four, like pretty solid, not like outrageously good, but Mm -hmm. right, right close to where it needs to be for, for college. Um, his vertical jump was 26 inches. So again, right where he needs to be, but when he was doing his vertical jump, I asked him, I said, can you, can you dunk a basketball? And he said, yeah. So when I tested his vertical, he was getting just, just like an inch over. So 121 inches, that's one inch over the rim. And he said he could dunk. So from a static position, he could, he could load and jump and just get like 121 inches. But if he can dunk, Mm -hmm. he's taking a basketball well up over the rim. So that tells me that like, if he can create momentum, he can like, that's like a probably an eight inch difference between his static in his, uh, approach. And so there's some literature on like, um, the best way to train a guy who either requires strength or explosive power. So, you know, that, that also stood out. And then, uh, lastly, his bench press. So like some of the weights that he said he could do for bench press and squat actually score him like extremely low on like standards. So you know, put him in like the 10th percentile for strength. So he's definitely lacking some strength. So Mm -hmm. it's interesting. He's come to the conclusion that he needs strength. Then he goes and he pushes himself in the wrong movements. So he's doing like back squat, which is kind of an extension posture. He's doing rear foot, elevated split squat, extension posture. He plays baseball, more extension. He's complaining about low back pain kind of makes sense. So you got to do things to get him out of extension or tone down some of those muscle groups. So when you start designing the program, it's kind of what that looks like. And then yeah, he just needs to get strong. Yeah. And he's kind of a tall guy, so he's if he adds strength, I think you would see performance spike like pretty quickly. And that concept is interesting, so like if you if you think of levers like from a physics standpoint, like if you were going to pry a door open with a crowbar, if you had mm-hmm. like a longer crowbar, it doesn't require a lot of force. At, at the lever end but at the fulcrum there's a lot of force like you could pry a door open if you got a shorter one you got to kind of like you got to create more force so if you have shorter limbs you have to create more force to get the same output with a longer limb it requires less force so if you get a guy that's got pretty good leverage or longer limbs if you get that guy producing a little bit more power a little bit more force because of the longer lever like they just have more output so a guy that's six four it can lift the same weight as a guy who's five nine. The six four guy is going to have an advantage because he's he he has leverage on his side. But usually, what In I a
0: sports f- scenario, yeah,
1: right. So usually, what I find is guys that do have leverage, they rely on leverage, that they they've gotten by with leverage, and then they get to a certain point where, you know, they need to get stronger, and that's what's going to increase their performance. Where guys who are a little bit shorter, smaller, like shorter limbs, um, those guys have to produce like high amounts of power, force to create the same output. Mm-hmm. So like, if you wanna throw a baseball 90 miles an hour, for example, that was my thing. You know, having like shorter arms being a little bit shorter in height, I have to create a lot more power, force output to match a guy who's got an arm, you know. Yeah, Eight leverage. inches longer, yep. <clears throat>
0: Interesting. I feel like a lot of pitchers are pretty tall. Exactly. Makes it easier for him. Mhm. What's interesting, <coughs> if this guy's a catcher and he's saying at the bottom of his squat his ankles are close. so that's a lot of time he's spending in a poor position with his ankles. Like if you think of how long I, or how many squats he's doing in a game and all that time, it's got to be some like really tight tissues down there to touch unglue it in order to get into a better spot
1: yeah yeah it's interesting and then it opens all kinds of you know that's one player on a team
0: yeah I'd be curious to see how strong like the whole team is
1: yeah that's one player on a you know maybe like a 50 man roster or something there's probably 50 dudes in that program so you understand why coaches can't be as individualized but it'd be pretty cool you know because he's one contributing piece mm-hmm. and, you know there's nine guys in a lineup or you know you take the same thing for football if you assess every situation it always cracked me up in youth football they'd take these really short guys you know who were fairly athletic and they'd put them on the line and you're like what chance does this kid have to
0: that was me my yeah. first year <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was three a, I on was the a line lineman.
0: yeah but you, I guess were, I you were you
1: short relative to the other kids?
0: Was I short? <clears throat> like stature. Were you I were definitely you? wasn't tall. I was definitely light, but yeah. Offensive line and defensive line.
1: <laughs> so you're short and light. You better yeah. get you should get on the line. Yeah. I
0: think it's like, oh, you haven't been doing this long enough, so I'll keep it simple for you.
1: Yeah. Which yeah. To and be I'm
0: fair, the coach's kids. I think there's three coaches they all had kids. Quarterback, running back. Yeah. Receiver. Yeah. So they get to touch the ball. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, but that's funny. It's like Yeah, anyway. But if you take a kid based on their strength and you put them in a position to be successful, like I think people have more fun at things that they're successful at. Mm-hmm. You know, if you maybe play cornerback, like you're pretty fast. I had to imagine you're yeah. somewhat athletic. At that age, um,
0: <coughs> I might have been the punter too. <laughs> I can see we can go at that. Yeah. <coughs> Second year, I was running back, so maybe the—I don't know. If the kids, I wouldn't say I would like had the knowledge enough football knowledge to be like running back, but speed I would say is good. But like, even though like that's like seventh grade, they don't really run the or they don't really throw the ball, so it's like. running plays yeah and see that's what fascinates me it's like
1: so you go and you you're kind of a fast faster lighter smaller Mm -hmm. like to me that's yeah running back cornerback safety yeah if you like to be physical slot receiver you know something like that not and then you, you throw a kid like that in like how how long did you play football after that i wonder
0: two years since I, after I broke my arm in eighth grade I'm like 100 pounds I'm like if I'm breaking my arm in eighth grade when I go to high school it's only gonna get worse <laughs> so I'm like I should do something different I'll just get the I guess I wasn't as physical as I would need to be to be like good at football
1: yeah and that's that's something that parents you know like a lot of these kids will go into wrestling mm-hmm. or football. I and mean, we've talked about this before too, that like some of our kids are like they're physical kids. Mm-hmm. And then one of these parents will just kind of willy-nilly enter their kids into wrestling. And then they go up against a kid like that. I don't think that yeah, kid's going to come back. Years for, of wrestling, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that kid's going to come back for the following week of wrestling mm-hmm. practice, you know? And then they yeah. wonder like, well, why don't you like
0: wrestling? They definitely have to be a tough physical kid, I think, just to jump into it and like it.
1: we got to find you a sport you like. Mm-hmm. It's like, dude, who likes getting their face <laughs> slammed into the
0: – The mat, yeah. Yeah,
1: at least give them a competitive, mm-hmm. you know, or like – Yeah, It to me that's interesting because experience can definitely turn you off from a sport or turn you on, mm-hmm. for example. Like, turn you on? <laughs> no, but – if you're good at something, or yeah. you have a natural propensity to be decent at it, you know you're fast and you're light. Here, figure out how to carry the ball. You suck at carrying the ball. You don't understand football. Okay, well you need some more reps. Mm-hmm. That's it. And then give you know give a kid a chance to like accumulate the reps. Yeah. Or yeah, he's probably
0: not going to like football. <clears throat> it is interesting how they have it set up. Because I mean, I mean, if I was physical, then I could probably get pretty good at it since being a smaller person you like have to overcome that so like by the time i got to this height i could have been a good you're player you're fast
1: i mean you, you beat these guys in races you guys went through a little phase last summer <laughs> where you guys were like racing each Sprintina. other sprinting you i've yeah you can run dude and like see that's that's the coach that i always wanted to be is like now imagine if some dude pulled you aside and he's like hey you know you suck at catching the ball and you you don't understand the plays but you're fast like Keep training, keep working hard. You know, watch some videos on, you know, mm-hmm. technique. Come back next week. I'll ke- I'll keep working with you, yeah. and we'll go down this path. You know, maybe by the time you get to high school, you've figured some things out and you've gotten enough reps that, like, mm-hmm. yeah,
0: now you're on the team and you know. Yeah, it just so happened I was like more interested in football than on the other sport because that's like what I would watch on TV. So, I mean, if it was baseball or something else, maybe I could have played it longer, but. I wasn't interested in being a baseball player or like, I mean, maybe if a coach said you should do track or something cause you're fast. Track would have been good too.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. But those experiences are important. And then like, mm-hmm. you know, we've talked about this before and we're like broken record on this, but when you find something that you like to do, then you're going to live an active lifestyle. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the term anti-drug, you know, you're, you have a reason to go to bed on time you have a reason to eat the right foods. You have, you know, you do things properly because you're trying to stay fit, active, whether it's for a sport or mm-hmm. if it's just for general fitness. But you have to be fit for life, and you need reasons to do the right things. And sports kind of checks that box for a lot of people. Yeah. So the more kids you can get excited about sports and keep them active for a lifetime, like I think we should try to do more of that, not, you know, Mm -hmm. hey you go on the line yeah you know and then you stop playing football and then you got to go try to find another sport then you go to wrestling and you get your face slammed into the mat he's just not meant for sports like no it's yeah he's having terrible experiences (laughs) everywhere he goes and no one's developing Mm -hmm. a kid to get ready you know like we've we've been fortunate with some of the programs my kids have tried and you see the difference like the the one soccer program. They're in Ela Soccer. I mean, you know, shout out to them. They have a nice program. It's all these former, uh, like, European professionals. And there's a bunch of kids, and they round them up, and they show them, like, a cool drill that's, like, age-appropriate. And then they kind of send them out, and they go, and they work hard for, like, five minutes. Then they bring them back in, and then they show them a new drill. And then they send them out, and then they go drill it. It's just reps. It's, like, let them get really good, and then they're – there was another league that we did and these kids don't even understand the game. They don't have the prerequisite skills and then they would play a game. And it's like, you're watching these kids. They have no idea what's going on and all these adults are just screaming at them. So like, what is the experience for a, a three or four year old kid? You go and they roll a ball out. You A, you don't know what you're doing. You got, B, you got a bunch of adults just screaming at you. And you're in a competitive situation with other kids that you don't even you're not even prepared to be competitive. So you get the kids that are either like overly competitive that don't have any skills, or you get kids that like have some skills, but don't understand the like competitive aspect of it. Mm -hmm. It's just a, it's like a chaotic mess. And it's like, what are we doing here? Like that kid's probably not going to have a great representation of what soccer could be, you know, whereas like you show them the skills, you eventually you get them to the point where they can play like little games. One of the coaches was having them do, like, one-on-one, you know, where it's not, like, too overwhelming, but they're now they're being competitive with their skills. So it's like, yeah, like, incrementally prepare them. For sure. And then they're going to have better experiences. When you have better experiences, you're going to stick with it, you know. And I've seen a lot of coaches over the years where they just throw kids, you know, they throw them in the boiling water, and the kid's, like, not have.
0: oh, that kid's just weak, He's weak mentally or, you know, blah, blah. D- like dude dude that's like was football cuz even first year you know that, like there's the kids that there's there's those drills like someone's running down the line the other person just has to fucking tackle him so it's like you know like the guy that could hit hard and then there's like the new person is like that kid's like crying after that it's like yeah, yeah. cuz they're hitting him as hard as they can it's like there's no like take it easy pretty much right yeah it's got to definitely match like the build them up instead of like tearing them down yeah
1: and then you know there comes a time right where you can only shelter people mm-hmm. from that for so long that eventually that game gets yeah. pretty physical but then as a coach you're there to pick up the pieces mm-hmm. so like they fail and then you pull them aside and you go all right that kid's a you know that kid's a beast and what can we do to be prepared for that next time you've been hitting mm-hmm. the weight room you know like have you been practicing your moves? Have you been practicing your skills? Here's, here's maybe something to look out for. And then eventually, you know, maybe sports, sports get to a certain yeah. level where it gets hard to keep going. Mm-hmm. And like the game catches up to all of us, you know, even getting older and like you try to play pickup basketball in your, you know, in your fifties at some point. Yeah. Like my ankles can't keep taking this or my knees, you know, it catches up to all of us. But now you're in your fifties, still enjoying a game, mm-hmm. still staying fit active and you had all those years of joy and fun and fitness
0: it's interesting I mean like I feel people like uh, give uh, flack to like flag football but I feel like for most kids it's like they're having fun how many people are actually going to be in the NFL anyway so it's like do that or yeah and how long could you I mean you could play flag football forever man I know adults (laughs) that play it like really competitively there's like Go to Florida for, like, the championship or whatever type of thing. We had a guy <laughs> who
1: was on an uh, ultimate Frisbee team. And he – like, they had a team, and they were, mm-hmm. like, competitive. I don't know what level it was, if it was, like, professional or whatnot. But, like, it's like soccer with a Frisbee. Mm-hmm. And then
0: – Pretty sure that's, like, a collegiate sport. Yeah. yeah. It's
1: just tons of running, and it's, like, fun as hell. hmm And, like, if that's what keeps you active – I think I think he went on to – I think he ran. I think he broke a four minute mile.
0: That's impressive.
1: Yeah. At like, I want to say he's in his late 20s, early 30s. So, like, here's a dude. Yeah. He just kept himself fit and active. And then he breaks a four minute mile. Like, that's, it's like a high school shop teacher and breaking a four minute mile, <laughs> you know, just from yeah. playing, playing ultimate frisbee. Fun as hell. Just keeps you fit, keeps mm-hmm. you active. So, yeah, it's like, create positive experiences. And then you get those hardcore coaches where they you're, you're you're soft, you know. It, we see that with Olympic weightlifting. People come here to learn Olympic weightlifting. You don't put them under a heavy barbell immediately and start letting them miss lifts and like the hell's that going to do? Yeah. Give them what they can do, create a positive experience, give them something to work towards and be there when the when they do hit that point where things break down you're there to pick up some of the pieces and keep them moving in the right direction that's in mm-hmm. my opinion what a coach should be yeah
0: that's good coaching yeah and then there has to be that talk of what the reality is of the sport you know if you really want to play this you gotta get used to getting hit type of thing
1: yeah you don't like to get hit and then yeah like I said the sport catches up to all of us mm-hmm. if you're more into like the skill of sports then yeah maybe play flag football or yeah, maybe go to Basketball, it's not as much contact, or you
0: know. Like when the ego can be detrimental. What do you mean? Oh, it's like flag football that's a lesser football than real football, it's not real football type of thing. Who cares? It's <laughs> yeah. fun, it's fun. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. Like, <clears throat> ego is like can ruin it for you, yeah. You too much ego,
1: yeah. Well, that's yeah, that's people with weightlifting too. Mm-hmm. What do I have the little weight, you know, like they try yeah. to progress too fast and there's, there's a biological aspect of progression where the soft tissues are adapting and, you know, like some of, some of our masters, we have masters athletes that are trying to progress in Olympic weightlifting. And I was explaining that to, to our intern was like, not only are they learning a skill, it's later in life. And they also have other requirements in their life, like work, Mm -hmm. kids, you know, stuff around the house, errands, So they're they're not solely just developing this skill. Then you also have the soft tissue component. When you're 15, your soft tissue adapts a little bit faster than when you're 57. So there's all those things that need to be taken into account. And if you don't account for that and you're just lazy as a coach and it's a one-size-fits-all, and if that person can't do it, then they're just weak mentally. No, dude. It's like you can help somebody progress and you can give them the proper – exercise plan, like that's Mm -hmm. what a coach should do. And that's, you know, I know, I know you agree. And that's, that's, that's what we try to do for people. And we go out of our way to try to create that experience for people, give them what they can do, work them towards a goal, be ready to pick up the pieces when they encounter something that Mm -hmm. is challenging.
0: Yeah. Definitely more into it than just assigning reps, um, mental side, mental support you know
1: and long-term plan
0: yeah that's like a what were we talking before with like weightlifting it's like i think anything is like seven to nine years to like really get your full potential of something so if you're starting there's really shouldn't be a big rush to increase when you have this long seven years to really get good at it right get the skills build the strength yeah master it
1: so yeah that was the that was the assessment from today, and that's where I get like worked up. We've all had that coach where you know this isn't this just 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 isn't for you mm-hmm. like nah dude you're you're a lazy coach <laughs> if you walked down to my football team, I'd be like that guy's a slot receiver he can't catch all right well, then we gotta fucking throw the ball at him a million times so he can yeah. catch help him catch mm-hmm. teach him. You know, like, there's a lot of aspects yeah. that you can work on that...
0: It is just reps, because it is because I would always play, like, backyard football. But you have... Once you have the pads on, it's different. You, like, have to catch with your hands. If it hits your chest, it's just going to bounce right off. Right. So it's just, like, things like that you have to adapt to. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I guess that's, like, the good thing about, like, PE class. It exposes you to different types of sports. Kind of see what you like. Um, even though it's... It's strange, like, some of the, <clears throat> I was talking to some people about it, like, I think someone had, one of the kids had to do um pacer test. I'm like, do they do anything to help you improve, like, before you take it again? No.
1: They just test you?
0: Without any method of, even, like, I'm thinking, like, back when we did the mile, they would test your mile, but. That's a good they point. They didn't actually try to make you better at That's running. That's a good point.
1: It's like, yeah, I remember they'd randomly throw in like a 12-minute run.
0: Yeah.
2: And you'd be like, there oh, not even of that.
1: God. And then you'd like, you'd go to run, and you'd be like, I hate running. And you'd be like, four minutes in, and then you have to walk. But they said 12-minute run. Yeah. And then you're like <laughs> forcing yourself to like run-walk for 12 minutes. And then you're like, okay, how many laps did you get? And you like didn't really know how that stacks mm-hmm. up. Yeah, like should I be better? Yeah. No, that was terrible. Well, yeah. Should I work on that? Yeah. So that, that's and then, a good even point. like
0: what they have, like the presidential <laughs> fitness test. It's like, we, what, what, have we done to try to get our pull-ups? But like nothing. It's right. Like, we're just gonna test you, and then we'll see how it is next year. Yeah. It's like, what? I don't know if there's some logic behind we're that. We like, want some data. <laughs> We want some hard data. This is what happens when you're you a don't loser. train someone. <laughs> how how much can they progress?
1: It turns out you're a loser. There's no hope for you. But.
0: <clears throat> they expose you to different sports, so that's good. <laughs> well,
1: that's funny, that mentality. Like, like my kids do gymnastics, and I I, I remember vividly in, like, fourth grade, we did uh, the chin over the bar. Mm-hmm. And I remember everyone's going, and you're like, okay, the dude goes up there and falls and falls, and it's your turn. You hop up there, like, oh, this, is, this isn't this is that bad. And, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, my God. Yeah. And then some dude goes up there and does, like, 60 seconds, and you're like,
0: Whoa. Yeah, there's the girl that's in gymnastics busting right. out fifteen pull ups. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: So if yeah, your kids have like an an advantage, mm-hmm. superior athletic advantage, it's like your kid goes into that situation, crushes the test, they're gonna tend to have more confidence than the kid mm-hmm. who's unprepared. But good point. Like, what are why are we testing this? You're not doing anything to make it better. It's yeah. just like I just wanna show you why you're why yeah. you suck. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and then you could figure out what to do next. Yeah,
1: if you could not be a loser next time.
0: Next week, we're rollerblading. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Square dancing.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> it is, there's like, yeah, like what was the point of all that?
1: Exposure. Yeah, I guess if you find a kid who can hang for 60 seconds who doesn't do gymnastics, it's like mm-hmm. maybe you should go do gymnastics. Yeah. But there's not even that conversation. Yeah, it's not
0: like, yeah, like how certain countries, like they'll test kids to see if they have, Pre-disposition to be good at weightlifting but right yeah, my that
1: high works. school too like aptitude test mm-hmm. you know it's like they they don't they never tell you anything about it you know <laughs> like yeah hey, you're really good at science you should you know and then you're in like you're an english major in college yeah. it's like
0: that is weird too i was thinking about that because i was good like better at math and science type stuff but like now as an adult like i want to do more creative stuff so I don't know if it was, if I had too much of it, or that's kind of just what my brain is better at. But I think definitely you need, didn't follow down that path. I think you
1: need some of it for like the technical, mm-hmm. you know, like I, I think if you understand how a camera works, you're better with a camera, you mm-hmm. know, whereas if you're just super creative, I don't know. That's yeah. just my opinion.
0: I don't know. It's interesting because <laughs> I know like people are like, oh, I'm good at math, so I'll be architect, engineer, but. What do you like to do type of thing?
1: So I always tested really well in science. And then I had a uh, professor in high school that was like a phenomenal physics teacher. Just like phenomenal. It's funny because Sherry's here. So she, one of our clients right now was the, so we had like a joining room. So our physics class was here. And then one of our clients was the teacher of the other physics class. And she would come in periodically. So she's a client now. Um, We talk about physics all the time. But he, he was an awesome teacher. He just, like, made sense of it, made it come alive, and, like, mm-hmm. I don't know if, yeah, you had a natural propensity for it, but, like, he was awesome. And then when I went to college, we were taking physics, and, like, people were so lost, but I knew exactly what was going on because I was already prepared by this phenomenal teacher. So it, it it's an interesting theoretical debate, you know, that the, in China, they select they select you for sports based on your... Predisposition. They measure your hands and your height and your, you know, this, that, and the Mm -hmm. other. And then they say, okay, we think you should go over here. And then you go over there. And then you, you, you might you have a better chance of being good at it. So it might make it more enjoyable. Yeah, for sure. Not that not that you can't go play another sport. You know, sometimes people think that it's like, you know, that they're like mandating Mm -hmm. you. You can only do weightlifting. It's like you could Mm -hmm. say, I think you can say no, but at at the same time, like. People people like to be really good at things.
0: That's true. It is strange. It's like, what would Tiger Woods do if his dad wasn't making him play golf all the time? He seems to love playing golf now, I guess. Yeah. But when you're good at, yeah, once you're good at something, if you, like, really hammer that stuff and take it to a different level.
1: Yeah, it's pretty fun, like, winning championships Mm -hmm. and cashing huge (laughs) checks.
0: Winning is definitely (coughs) fun, but not everyone should win. Participation Participation. trophies? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what that teaches you. I, I guess it was different when I was younger, but... I feel like you wouldn't try as hard if you wouldn't, even though you lost. Or if you're praised for losing. Yeah, I don't know how
1: I feel about that. I know some people are, like, really into that whole argument. Like, oh, God, with the participation trophies again. Mm-hmm. It's, like, I think that's the thought behind it as is you're trying to create, like, a positive yeah. fir- first experience, keep them coming back, you know, and then at some point. But then on the other side of the coin, like, I don't know. Like I said, we, these three-year-olds are, like, going head-to-head. Yeah, you can see, like, the one kid it's like a freak probably has like older brothers who scores six goals and he's taking the ball away from everybody. It's like, Mm -hmm. all right, that kid's a beast. But like, is that to say that none of those other kids have any future in this whatsoever? You know, there's, there's gotta be what,
0: like 11 people on a soccer team or 10 people. True. Do you remember the name Moran from Northern Iowa basketball players? It was like a bunch of like Chani? three Johnny, yeah. Uh, I played basketball with him in uh, like a in a camp. Really? Yeah. But yeah. I know he had like older brothers and like he was. You the, probably remember
1: he was probably a beast, he right? He <coughs>
0: the best basketball player like in the camp in the high school. Yeah. yeah. So, but it was like yeah he his brothers are good as hell and they just all play together. Yeah. That's like when they they had like a big upset in uh whatever March Madness. He was. Was well, that when they went to the Sweet Sixteen? Or? Yeah. 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 But it's just, like, crazy. Like, you could tell even that was before high school. Like, yeah, this person is definitely a, at a different level.
1: Yeah. And, yeah, exactly. So there's a the backstory of success. Mm-hmm. G- grew up around it. Learned competitiveness. Probably was practicing the skills. Learned the grit. And mm-hmm. then that's, you know, then he takes that as far as he can take it. And then that's where he ends up that's what's cool about like weightlifting fitness like everyone can improve you know very rare like no one comes in and can you help me like no i think you made it <laughs> you can stop now yeah no it's yeah yeah it's cool it's funny you remember that i remember i used to go to like i'd get invited to like different colleges to go uh, what do they call it like showcase and one of the showcases they say name the three best players you've ever played against and there was this one kid I'll never forget it. Was, we were playing a team from the inner city and usually the, the city teams were terrible cause they just didn't have like the, the facilities and it like, mm-hmm. it, it was just different. Um, and like we're playing this team and I'm, I'm pitching. I didn't pitch often. So they're like, you pitch against this garbage team. So we're playing this team and strike out the first two guys. Third guy comes up and, uh, I throw throw a pitch right down the middle. I still to this day have probably not seen a ball hit that hard. It was just this kind of like chubby looking like Latino guy, and just hit like probably four hundred and fifty feet like on a line. And this is in high school, and this was back when the bats were still like pretty crazy, like
0: aluminum type of bat. Yeah,
1: before they kind of dampened them a little bit. So I. You know, strike out the first two kids. Here comes this, like, dumpy little Mm -hmm. dude. Throw it up there. I was like, what in the... Goes running around. And I'm like, all right. So the next couple times he came up, I, like, I remembered him, obviously. And then uh, I played in a fall league that same year. So they were from the city. We're out in the suburbs. So figure I'll probably never see that dude again. So we're playing in a fall league... And it's a wood bat fall league. And it was like an 11 game. And like, it was only on the weekends and the fields were in like terrible shape. It was always cold. It's like, you didn't really want to be there. It was just like miserable baseball. Like these guys are all from different teams. The coaches were kind of like checked out. It was just like a weird vibe to it. And then this, this one kid on the other team, I hear the kids saying, Oh, that's that, you know, they're talking about this guy. I'm like, what's up with this guy? So in an 11 game season, I think we were on like the ninth game. This kid had already hit eight home runs. And they're pointing him out. And I'm like, is that the fucking kid? That's the kid who hit the yeah. home run off me. And sure enough, he hits a home run against us. I'm like, who the hell is this kid? Fast forward. I'm watching Sports Center years <laughs> years later. And they throw this kid's name out. Victor Diaz was the kid's name. He comes up for the Texas Rangers, and I think in his first week, he hit four home runs, and it, like, tied a record or something. Nice. Like, so, yeah, you you flash all the way back, and, like, like
0: oh, yeah, that kid was pretty <laughs> talented.
1: <laughs> like, I don't know what he was doing, but it was, yeah. it was working.
0: Well, that's, like, the thing with the Johnny Moran. Like, during the, the basketball camp we had, it's, like, you could be good and just, like, <clears throat> control the whole game, but he's, like – he was good in the sense like he made other people better, like passing it at the right time, getting like assists and creating space for other people. So that's like kind of what stood out. Cause I know at, at least one of the times he was on my team and like he was getting me the ball when in an opportunity that I could score. So that was what was cool about it. That is cool. I didn't know that. You never told me that story. new stuff. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I mentioned to either you or Mallory that
1: I, about him yeah that was a good team that's a sm- so small school so northern mm-hmm. iowa it's like a mid-major and then yeah they made it to the sweet 16. man i saw it. there. there was a game on tv the speed of the game and the athleticism of these college kids these days like it keeps mm-hmm. getting crazier and crazier it's like more well-known kids are starting younger so it, college sports today relative to like a couple of years ago you know it's pretty crazy i was watching the speed of the game and like just how fast and I'm pretty sure it's still the same strength coach there, so I have an idea of what their strength program probably looks like. These dudes are, like, jacked, and, like, <laughs> yeah, it's it's it was a pretty fast tempo to the game. Yeah, my so my son's doing basketball, too, and there were – I thought it was funny. I played basketball all the way into high school, and the guy's – he must have been an instructor. I don't know his background exactly, but, like, you could tell this dude played some basketball, and he was demoing, so he'll, like – He's telling the kids to like pound the ball aggressively, and then you can like change the tempo. You can do like an aggressive like one, two, like let up, and then you could either like go side to side or like cross over. And just the way he was teaching them to dribble, I'm sitting there thinking these are five and six year olds. I played into high school and I never was taught that. Yeah. And you're teaching, you're putting that in the hands of a five and six year old. Like it's it's crazy. Mm-hmm. The ceiling has been raised on all these sports. My son is in an infatuation with Usain Bolt like Mm. (laughs) he wants to be fast that's why when you want to race him oh yeah my son loves to run and so like we used to race when he was little and i'd beat him just to like i'd I'd run just ahead of him like i'd run hard i don't let him win (laughs) but then he gets he gets fast enough i I never let him beat me (laughs) (laughs) but it's good for him he gets frustrated but then you pick up the pieces and then he goes and you know kicks the crap out of the kids in school and mm-hmm. that builds his confidence but then every once in a while you knock him back down to size and then yeah he's he's getting decently quick you now he's like tall enough
0: yeah if he could be pretty tall sure he could be fast
1: yeah i was giving him that i was telling him like you same bolts a pretty tall guy mm-hmm. he's also pretty strong and pretty explosive you gotta do your weight training so Definitely. if you have the intangibles of getting to be like 6'3 6'4 and you're Strong Pre- pretty strong and you've been running sprints your whole life and that's how you get a pretty fast dude mm-hmm. in Jamaica it's like that's all they do.
0: Well it's good because well, <coughs> he's in soccer and basketball, it's all like running, so Yeah. My kids like to get run the good conditioning and then add the sprints in there.
1: Yeah. And they do gymnastics for like coordination and body control and
0: I feel like gymnastics is huge for a kid. It's yeah. like body weight strength and just moving. Your own body weight, pull ups, squats, push ups.
1: Yeah, for strength. Yeah,
0: body awareness.
1: They'll show interest in like actually lifting weights once in a while. I don't. We don't force it too much. Like, mm-hmm. If they're showing interest, but they're getting enough through the gymnastics.
0: Yeah, even just like hanging to like build back strength and stuff.
1: Yeah, that's another good example. The first time we tried to take my son to gymnastics, I've heard a lot of people that tried this gymnastics place and they don't speak very highly of it our experience was phenomenal they we went he was like didn't want to be away from mom and dad and, You know, I think he was like four three or four at the time so we tried to make it a positive experience and he you know a little bit of like fussing doesn't want to go with a stranger mm-hmm. you know it's just a lot coming at these kids and uh the coach was awesome took him aside arm around his shoulder started kind of like bossing him around and he just kind of like fell in line now all of a sudden he's had a positive experience, and then we kind of build off of that, and like you, you, we would we would always make a point to schedule it in, like Saturdays we do gymnastics. It's not a discussion mm-hmm. every time, you know. You might not be in the mood for it, but yeah, we do gymnastics Saturdays. That's it. There's no.
0: It's good to have a schedule routine.
1: Yeah, and stick then stick to it. The positive reward aspect of it too is like my wife would always give him, like, we'd, we'd go out for a donut afterwards. So then it's mm-hmm. playing that whole, yeah. that whole game off. of it. <laughs> yeah. Fast forward, they're still doing gymnastics. Now they're s- he's six. So now we're considering bumping it up to twice a week. And I don't know if he'll end up a gymnast, but, mm-hmm. you know, now all of a sudden he'll have enough body awareness. and
0: Yeah. Transfers over to other sports. Yeah. Or just life.
1: And then when they go to do their chin over the bar hold in fourth grade, yep. and he's good <laughs> at it. Now he's confident and he feels empowered and able, not.
0: That is huge. Like even, I don't know if they still have like recess and kids form their own teams and it's like people picking teams. Like Yeah. it's nice to get picked sooner than later. You know, you know. (laughs) I know, yeah.
1: Yeah. You know. And then like for boys, I don't know what the female equivalent is. I'd like to hear more about that from like some females. But, like, I tell my wife that, like, as a boy, you know, like, that, you know, you knew the kids who always got picked last. And you're like, yeah. like man, that sucks. Like, But I don't want him on my team, mm-hmm. you know. You don't want to be the dead weight. Right. You want to be, like, a formidable <laughs> exactly. hold-your-own. Yeah. At least if you can, like, play some defense or yeah. contribute somehow, <laughs> you know. But, like, don't be the dead weight. mm mm-hmm and females too there's like there's a whole revolution I feel like more recently about like strong is the new skinny Mm -hmm. you know where women feel empowered to go into a weight room and like move some weight and like express themselves physically and sweat and like feel good about the way they look and feel and Mm -hmm. you know there's there's an empowering aspect to that whole thing too
0: I feel like everyone should live even if you're not trying to be super strong, I mean, definitely has benefits long term throughout your whole life, just having bone density, adequate strength.
1: I was listening to a podcast that this guy was saying he holds his clients even as they get older to like pretty high standards. And that's what's cool about you know, some some different gyms and like like some of our people advancing in age and they're still Super fit, like mm-hmm. it's. There's no reason to stop, you yeah. know. Like that mentality of like. Oh, well, I'm getting a little old. You know, we'll still see what you can do. Mm-hmm. I mean, not that you need to get injured, but
0: yeah. Yes, try to maintain, at least maintain, right.
1: Something to look forward to. If anything, the last two years has taught us like having something to look forward to is. Having a little bit of hope, or mm-hmm. you know, the aspiration of improving, or tomorrow—it's Yeah. Is definitely something that keeps you moving.
0: It's, it spins it to us. Time oh, to get strong. We're trying to get strong. <laughs> Time to start being consistent with our training. I mean, I I train semi—I would say pretty consistently, but not like in a with the intent of trying to. Get as strong as I can, but we might have to change that.
1: What? What like? Uh, you've you've tried enough of everything. Mm-hmm. What like? What's when you envision getting stronger? Like what? What is your picture? Like a power what, clean. Like the week. Oh, pull up. Like what?
0: Definitely. If I could. Front squat. Over 300 again, and then deadlift at least 400. I'd be happy with that. Bench, I think. If I could bench 250, I'd, I'd be happy with that. What's 250? 115, 113. Yeah, you're right Wait, there. 113? No, I've done 112, so I guess. I don't know. You could Ab- do it. Above, like, at least what I did before. You could do it. I think I've done 112 or 113.
1: You're annoying for me to watch because you, like, design and like you'll get a program in place and then you like follow it very responsibly whereas oh, yeah, i'm like exactly I'll be even like, if
0: it's easy i'll follow it
1: <laughs> i'll be two weeks in and i'm like going for broke
0: yeah and like frustrating myself <laughs> well i like to like oh i feel good i think i'll i think what <laughs> some people do is they'll use their best numbers ever and then plug that in well i'll i would just test where i am right now and then that first week or month could be pretty easy in terms of load but it's just like stick with it a couple months later yeah yeah
1: i've raised my expectations to a point where it's yeah when you're a little bit out of shape ego Mm -hmm. to your point like my my ego is like god dude (laughs) yeah (laughs) like (laughs) i used to be able to you know and that's that's a toxic internal dialogue it's like well what can you do today right Like my fitness right now is like just keeping my cardiovascular like top notch. So if and when I do decide to kind of start cranking it back up, Mm -hmm. another thing too that I've been dealing with, and I you know I'm sure people experience this is like sitting, computer work, yeah, you know, phone, like my posture, my shoulders, yeah. So like I've been really trying to make a point, like what my fitness is looking like is really aggressive. Interval training, like just heart rate focused, mm-hmm. like really hard aerobic intervals to just keep my work capacity high. Um, and then, yeah, posture. Foam rolling, like rolling out, keeping the traps and like pecs, like, you know, nice and loose. And then building up my lats. I got some pretty dysfunctional <laughs> lats and shoulders. So, but it's funny, like when your shoulders start feeling better. Yeah. All of a sudden you're a little more likely to
0: start doing some things definitely when when everything feels good then you yeah that's when you want to go to the gym if you're if you're hurting that definitely makes things harder
1: yeah yeah for us too it's it's the excuse becomes and we you know that's why we can sympathize with people that aren't in a gym all the time we're in a gym all the time but we have quite a workload that mm-hmm. goes along with that so sometimes the gym can start to represent work
0: yeah so you want to get out as soon as you can right (laughs)
1: i'll go to la fitness just for like change of scenery you know and just to like not take up a spot here but Mm -hmm. yeah if like i think in the new year we can start to get a little bit more regular with our training schedules and you know mm -hmm. our people are inspiring too like you see people coming in and like getting in shape and you're like god dude like i can step up my
0: game for sure yeah, even like if we're even if it's like a non-busy time when you come in to work out, it's there's always like usually a question, and I'm never going to not answer someone's question right. when I'm here,
1: so. We we defer to like being coach, right? Yeah. I went through a phase where I tried coming in on like less busy sessions and putting my headphones in, but then I kind of felt like rude.
0: Oh, uh, okay.
1: Like that was more just so I could like concentrate and like mm-hmm. get in the zone without like mm-hmm. distraction. But then I kind of felt like is this, is this rude, <laughs> you
0: know uh, maybe your perception of it at least yeah but yeah I could see that it's like <clears throat> it is interesting yeah I don't try to interact too much when I'm just when you're lifting. here working out or like here to work out.
1: Always, I I kind of come in like a madman like I have what I want to do mm-hmm. in my head and I know I have like a window where I'm gonna like feel good. And so it's like, I'm in, I'm like boom, like moving around. And then all of a sudden you like got your work done and then it's like, all right, now I can kind of, mm-hmm. I can.
0: Yeah, afterwards once, once the bulk of it's done.
1: So the work is done.
0: If I could clean 300, I'd be pretty happy with that. That'd be pretty badass. You need to eat. I'll need to definitely front squat more than 300. then. <laughs> you need to
1: eat. When you're eating... And like, you can put together some good training sessions. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I could eat more.
1: Eat and then just stay consistent. And what did you say to me? Sleep and stay consistent. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Definitely S- been good on sleep lately. You have? Mm-hmm. It's good. Just about eight hours every night.
1: That's funny. I don't know how to word this, but uh, <clears throat> I was trying to think of I like a good analogy, but people's behavior can be so self-destructive. Like on one hand, people want to be fit, feel good, look good. Mm -hmm. But then you really enjoy drinking socially. Yeah. And then you drink and then you don't sleep. And so if, if, if you mapped out a lifestyle of, like, look good, feel good, and, you know, great workouts, I mean, that's your priority. So that, let's say that happens on Monday. But then on Sunday night, you're socializing with alcohol mm-hmm. and less than desirable foods. Do you think you're going to wake up on Monday ready to accomplish what you're setting out to accomplish? Or do you think that's counterproductive? And it's amazing the things we do to hold ourselves back. Mm -hmm. And then we keep, we're on this like repetitive cycle of like, you know, it can be as easy as getting to bed on time. Yeah. Turn the TV off.
0: I mean, I guess like a car would be the easiest analogy of like, you're like your tank isn't full on Monday. Once you're doing that, when you're not sleeping, I was trying to think we're not the engine by like doing all these things.
1: Like so, what were you saying? Oh, so I was saying like for you, for, like eating. Mm-hmm. Like, imagine if I was like, st- I was not allowing you access to food. You'd hate me because you'd feel like garbage. You wouldn't mm-hmm. be able to keep up with your – But if you could say that that's my fault.
0: Yeah. You can see that it's it's inhibiting you mm-hmm. from
1: what you're trying to do. Yeah. But if you're the one inhibiting yourself from what you're trying to do, for some reason, it's more acceptable.
0: Yeah. Hard to see. Maybe it's harder to see the self-sabotage.
1: Yeah. It'd, it'd be funny coming from, like, a trainer. Like, it'd be a good parody video. Like, somebody's trying to get in shape, but then you're like, like, a new client comes in, they want to lose weight. Like, all right, instead of an assessment, let's go out for lunch. <laughs> yeah. Do you want a beer? you can going to have a beer? I'm going to have a beer. Mm-hmm. What should we get? Should we get the deep dish? You know, like (laughs) yeah. What what the fuck are you doing? It's like, what? If I do it, you can see that it's ridiculous. But if you did it to yourself, Mm -hmm. you know. Like if if I'm trying to lift if I'm trying to lift heavy and someone's keeping me up late at night, it's like I I'd be lifting heavy, but.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, a lot of self-sabotaging behavior. Even though you know what to do. It's funny. I was listening to this Jordan Peterson thing. And he's like, we're bad employees and even worse bosses. Cause we know what we need to do, but we won't even do it. It's like, you would fire yourself. Like if you were like, you're saying if you're a trainer and you're doing like what you're doing, like you'd fire that trainer.
1: Yeah. It's <laughs> <That's> true. <laughs> What's his other one? It's like, I was thinking of two different things at the same time. It's, uh, it's like you would do it for your dog. Oh, yeah. Like people buy their dog, like the A+. Mm-hmm. You're not going to buy the shitty dog food. you got to give them the good dog food, but then you're eating shit food yourself. Yeah. It's like treat yourself like you'd treat somebody else.
0: Or or, or <clears> like <throat> your dog, yeah. That's a good point. Take them to the vet. Get them checked up. Check up shots. Yeah. <laughs> you need to go to the vet. <laughs> Daily exercise, like out for walks.
1: And that's Goggins too. David Goggins, um, like in his book, talks about the accountability mirror. Like just look in the mirror and say to your face what needs to be said. Like why? You're just lying to You're lying yeah. to yourself. <laughs> say what needs to be said. I'm a fat slob and I emotionally eat. Mm-hmm. Or like, you know, like what? What's your limiting factor? So basically, what we just talked about, like if if I can't look myself in the mirror and be like, like, dude, you need to embody the person that your clients think you are.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: There you go. You gotta hold yourself bit, accountable. Yeah.